All right, this is True News 365. This is a Christian worldview commentary podcast here for the purpose of bringing clarity to the moral, political, and cultural insanity that's going on today. And I seek to be a continuous reminder to those who are born again that God is still on the throne and Christ has been given all authority and will soon return. And we encourage one another with these words. Join me, share these podcasts abroad, and let's take it all for Christ. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Um, The gift of faith. It's not a light switch, folks. This is in response to a lot of uh, people who mischaracterize the gift of faith when they say that we can uh, uh, we can sin and then all of a sudden, well, we can repent and we've got control over repentance like it's some kind of a tool at our disposal. I wanted to respond to that because I hear people talking about that and they seem to think that it's some kind of a game and um i kind of wanted to open up on that so i I have a limited amount of time i'm going to lay down some groundwork and then maybe if there's anyone around might want to ask some questions or whatever i'll be free to uh answer some questions or receive some comments okay so yeah so um you know, this is important because people have to understand how how important this is regarding faith. Faith isn't something that we should trivialize. Christians shouldn't do it. And when Christians uh, go out and evangelize and we talk about these things regarding God, you know, we can't trivialize them because people will will continue believing these things and, and even in churches and, and TV uh, tele evangelisms and people really distort and uh, uh, mischaracterize the idea of faith. You know, while faith can be something, um, you know, you can say, well, I have faith that my chair isn't going to bust when I sit on it. You know, or my my uh, my ceiling isn't isn't going to cave in on me. Uh, the faith in the scriptures is not just that type of faith. It's a the faith that is important is a salvific faith, and it has to do with uh, believing and enduring and a new birth and a new renewal of the mind. It's all um, its all attached. I'm gonna be speaking a lot of uh, Bible lingo. And I think that um, we can, uh, uh, you know, as believers, we can discuss these things and we can really tighten up the screws of our understanding. So that way we, when we talk to people, we don't use these terms loosely and we kind of, you know, uh, develop them in a way that people can can, can uh, understand them better uh, because these are spiritual concepts. These are things that we read in the Bible and uh, oftentimes, you know, they get lost 
in conversation, especially with regard to people mischaracterizing Christianity and the faith. And there's a lot of people doing that. There's a lot of media sources that are doing that. So the so so faith, what is faith? Faith is a gift that comes directly from God. <clears throat> the Bible says we we are saved by grace through faith. <clears throat> okay? Without that grace, we're not gonna have the faith. Okay? That's a faith. It's it's it happens during the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. God gives us the new birth, the renewal, John 3, 3. It shows that the Holy Spirit, it's an act completely independent of us, and it's a work of the Holy Spirit. So God graces us with this faith that carries us along through the thick and thin of our lives. Okay? We are responsible for it, we're accountable for it. We're accountable for the things that we do, the things that we say, the things that we think. We're accountable to learn and grow and and grow in the faith. Okay, but all of these things are motivated by our love and appreciation and gratitude and thanksgiving to the grace, the enormous grace that God has placed upon us. And that's why we do what we do and the Bible says that that work has already been cut out for us as part of that divine plan from before the foundations of the earth for us to walk in them. So while we go through the thick and thin of our lives, just like Christ did, just like every single apostle, every disciple, every character in the Bible from Old Testament to New Testament, Though all of that was already divinely planned and sovereignly decided on by God. Everything that had to happen, happened because God ordained it to happen the way it all happened. In our realm, it's hard for us to see. But if you read the scriptures, it's constantly telling us that this is what the way God had planned it. In, in Acts, you see it a lot where, where the disciples, the apostles are talking to the church leaders and saying that God divinely planned the way it had to be, that somebody would re, uh, somebody who he selected would would betray him, that his people would uh, refuse him. Uh, all of this stuff was divine planned from before the beginning of time. Okay. It was the divine plan for it to happen the way it did. Okay. The why God did it the way he did it or why he plans to do that. Something completely that that's a whole different conversation. The why God does the things the way he does them. And let's not confuse those two conversations. One is what we clearly see in scripture of which we, we submit to. And then the other is the why questions. I don't like to ask a lot of why questions because I think about my man, Job, who tried to ask why. And everyone reading that literature says, well, my goodness, I, I would think that Job would have a reason, uh, a right to ask. 
But that's not the way God treated him. Okay, when he finally responded to him, he says, who do you think you are to question me? Okay, so I mean, that to me is a divine thing placed there over the millennia for us to be able to have answers in accordance to the character of the God of scripture. Okay, all those who have an ear, may the Holy Spirit allow you to hear. Okay, so uh, man can't just believe unless God draws him to believe. God has to draw a person. The misconception that one can arbitrarily just repent and receive salvation, as described by non-believers, is a mischaracterization of repentance. Repentance isn't like switching on a light on and off. Okay, people say you can do evil and just repent as a Christian. This is a lie of the world. It's a mischaracterization of what Christians believe and what the Bible says. The whole deathbed repentance, uh, the, the, the whole thing where people say, well, they have a deathbed repentance and stuff, that's also a misconception. People are not in control of their salvation because they have a deathbed emotion, experience, episode. Only God knows what he, if he grants repentance, the Bible says that God is the one who grants repentance. We see that in the book of Acts. Uh, and that's from the mercy of God. There are many people who make false professions of faith all the time, who are led by emotions, traditions, and other falsehoods, and then end up as false converts. And then you see them everywhere claiming that, you know, they're ex-Christians while never having a true supernatural rebirth to begin with. All right, so a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people get tripped on the fact that, oh, this person was a Christian and now he fell down and this shows you that one saved, always saved is not true. It's not an example of one saved, always saved. Okay, that's a, an example of somebody who had a false profession in the least and possibly also a person who may be backsliding. Okay, they're basking in their ignorance of the faith or a person who has who God is still working on. All right, so I I would be I'd be careful to to rush to judgment as to what's going on, and and, and every case is obviously um, different. Um, you know, so just as we shouldn't falsely assume assume that our purposeful refusal to believe is something to boast in either, because. Um, there are those in, 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 in the Bible who sought what they thought was repentance, but they never achieved it because of the state of their hearts. Saul uh, might arguably be been one of those. Um, Judas is another one, <clears throat> might have been one of them. I'm sure he was. The level of their grief to the point of committing suicide testifies to the state of their aggravation. How, how distraught they were, but it wasn't based in true repentance because the Bible says man's anger doesn't lead to repentance in uh, James, um, James 1 or 2, James 1. But instead, the Bible says that 
Godly sorrow is what leads to repentance in 2 Corinthians. Regarding the riches of God's kindness, tolerance and patience, uh, all of that can lead people to repentance. If you acknowledge what God has done for you, then that should lead you to repentance because you're acknowledging what God has done for you. Um, but quite the opposite, arrogance, stubbornness, lack of humility, or lack of thanksgiving will do the opposite. It's just going to harden your heart. On the flip side, we can't arrogantly say, you know, I refuse to believe, you know, because in actuality, it's that arrogance that's demonstrating your inability to believe because the heart is demonstrating that inability. And that's what, kind of what you're seeing there. So it's not like if, you know, a lot of people like to think that, well, I'm in control. I mean, you know, how do you know? Perhaps, you know, you're just you're just being blocked by God at this moment. You never know. It's like the the, the gospels, the, the, the word of God says that his word never comes back to him void. It's going to accomplish what he sets it to do. So if you're out there preaching the gospel to somebody, some someone will have a, a warm heart to what they hear and come forward uh and someone else will just get their heart hardened even more so that that gospel could actually serve to as your as a person uh to get them hardened or it could be for the purposes of softening someone else's heart a lot of people in christianity do not like to talk this way they don't like to think that god can actually harden people's heart but we see it in the bible all the time okay with um potiphar with uh in, in egypt he hardened his heart why did he hard his heart in his heart because he had a purpose moving forward you know why him he hardened uh judas's heart judas had a purpose for for to glorify god in a certain way the Bible teaches that he's glorified in 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 the evil of the world and in the and the goodness in the world. That's something that we can actually see. He doesn't stop being God because there's evil. People just don't want to swallow these concepts because it's like someone telling you, oh, I'm you know, the doctor's telling you, well, I'm sorry, but you have a mass, a cancerous mass in your body that's bad news but what are you going to do just dismiss it you know no you have to deal with it you have to accept it you have to respond to it regardless of whether it rubs you the wrong way or not um yeah so it, when it comes to god it, you know it has to be in humility and in pure honest necessity that you recognize your need before God. When when he comes when you come to the end of your rope, when when like the publican who beat his, his chest saying, God have mercy on me, a sinner. The whole issue of that example that the Lord used was to show the difference in, in attitude between one person who came uh and who 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 got um absolute humility and the other one who was self-righteous and didn't think he needed you know, forgiveness. He actually exalted himself in his mind. But don't think that because he was a Pharisee that people have to 
think themselves religious to be self-righteous and full of themselves. There are people, plenty of people that are self-righteous and full of themselves that that consider themselves non-religious. This is a state of the heart. It's not because it's not damning self-righteous Jews. It's not damning self-righteous Protestants or self-righteous Catholics. It's not just doing that. It's it's addressing the human state of the heart, which we all can have, right? And we recognize our need for him until then, as Christ says, I didn't come for the righteous. I came for sinners to come to repentance. If you don't see the need for Christ, then you're blind. The Bible says, he, he says that you're blind to your slavery to sin. All right. I, I want to share uh, Isaiah 62, 66, 2 to show this true repentance, this spirit that is the one that God responds to. For, for my hand made all these things. So all these things came into being, declares the Lord. But I will look to this one at one who is humble and contrite in spirit and who trembles at my word. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Okay, this is what we're talking about. True repentance only comes in knowing our sin before a holy, holy, holy God. Then we'll know who he is, we'll, we will know who we are, and we can walk in true peace with him. Okay, this is where true joy comes from. This is where true peace comes from. As he said, the world cannot give peace. Okay, the, and he says in, in, the, in the Old Testament, the way of peace they have not known and they can't know because if they don't know Christ, they don't know peace. Okay, salvation is by God's grace through faith, a gift that can't be earned any human way. Okay. That grace and that faith, you can't just turn on that faith. Okay, that has to come by way of one reaching out to God. And like in the in the New Testament, the man asked the Lord, as one of my favorite scenarios, scenes in the scriptures, where he says, Lord, if you will, you can make me whole. And the Lord says, I will. And that's to me demonstrates you know the person who really truly reaches out to god god will as the bible says in no way cast out so while the bible says that anyone who calls upon the name of the lord will be saved it's under the implication that that person is truly repented that tr that person is truly feels that that calling and and who's been awakened to recognize their sin, this is evidence of God drawing them, John chapter six. God draws the person. So that's what we're seeing, it's all a work of God. It's all a work of God. So, you know, <coughs> the, and, and this faith isn't something normal, it's a supernatural faith that when it's genuine and endures to the end God carries us along in that faith because he says the Bible says he's the author and finisher of our faith 
is part of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit of God, which is supernatural and completely spiritual and eternal. Uh, we have no control over it. Okay, just as we had nothing to do with our first birth, we have no control over our rebirth spiritually. And the continuous faith is an effect of that spiritual rebirth. The faith continues to grow with sanctification and growing in the Lord while we walk in it. God is still sovereign over it in that it's his workmanship prepared from the beginning. It's his, the Bible says that our faith is our works are his workmanship. Okay, so is it our work or is it his work? It says that it's his workmanship. Okay, it's almost as if our pressing through this life, our works, is like a path already carved out for us. And we're just moving along in that path through, through a course of our lives, but God has already created it for us in the eternal realm. So he's already kind of like cut a path for us and we're walking in it. That's kind of the visual, okay? Uh, so let's read Ephesians chapter two. Uh, start. Let's start in verse five uh, to give us an 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 idea of this amazing faith that's given to us, even when we were dead in our wrongdoings, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up with Him and seated us with Him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Right. This is this is the what 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 has been known as the the already and yet and not yet concept that we see in the scriptures like he's raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places are we there no okay but in in he's almost like he's giving us a a eternal hint he's giving us a speckle of what is really going on, a bigger picture. It's it's truth because it's in scripture. It's truth because it's in spirit. But is it, phys- is it our physical reality? No, we're still in our reality. But it says um, we're seated in the heavenlies. Um, it's, it, it, you know, you know, it's, it's, so it says it was, was seated in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, in, in him, where that's our position. That's what he's talking about. He's talking about our new position in Christ. We're seated with him in heavenly places so that in the ages to come, he might show the boundless riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not of yourselves. So if it says, for by grace, the grace is not of yourselves through faith, and it's not of yourselves. So it's not of yourselves by grace or by faith. Okay? Um, Because and then it says it's the gift of God. If it's self-producing, then it's not a gift. Okay? Then, Then it's not God's gift. If it's something that we do. Uh, 
And it's not in verse nine. It says not a result of works. It's not part of works so that no one may boast. It's pretty emphatic that, you know, it's by it's like for nobody to boast. If you can it, so for and then it says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. OK, we are created. We are God's creation for the purposes of good works. OK, so he created us for the purposes of those good works. And it says which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. So our good works, what we do in Christ, all that stuff that we do here, we strive and we do here on the earth, all of that stuff will be acknowledged and uh, enjoyed also in heaven, will be relevant in heaven because it's made, it's done in Christ and it's done from the beginning of his plan of action for us he's created us to do these good works why because we are the ones that create his will for good you know without me you can do no nothing as the bible says uh, chapter john 15 and he says the good fruit that, that we do we do because we abide in him all right so this is what he's talking about in abiding in him and being in him and remaining in him and, and staying in him okay that's the good works that are being done. And uh, he carved that out from the beginning so that we can walk in those things. If he did that, then that means he he already planned all of that template out for us. Okay. Okay. Created in Jesus Christ for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. Notice how it says, not a result of works, lest anyone should boast. If we're honest and we ask ourselves, what does it mean by works? You have to recognize that this means by any means whereby you can give yourself credit in any possible way. Okay. So there's no way that you can give yourself credit in any possible, although we do on the earth experience, but with regard to uh, God, uh, God centeredness with, with God for, to, for, reading the scriptures from a God-centered perspective, it's the sovereignty that counts. It's the sovereignty that counts. And it just so happens to be that when we're striving and in those efforts for God, we can look to that and understand that and say that, wow, all that the things that I do, I do as unto the Lord, as the Bible also says. And so I'm not wasting my time when I'm laboring for God. So what I do, I do for God. Paul says his previous um, endeavors were dung. He says he, he drops that like, <laughs> like it's hot dung. And so now he picks up the labor for Christ because that is what will bear fruit that lasts into eternity, which the Bible also says that our works follow us okay uh so if you can take credit in any way possible then it's not a gift because that means it's by your power in 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 your doing it 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 credits you 
as faithful, but it's by his strength that you're doing it and his purpose. And that's, and that's how you are interrelating with your God. Okay. It, and, and then when people see your good work, the world sees it, who are they going to give praise? They never give praise to you. It's really the Bible, the centered, the God centered perspective is that they glorify your God because of your good works. Get it? It's always about giving God glory, always about giving God glory, never about man-centered glory. Okay, so it literally takes complete honesty and humility to understand exactly what this verse is saying here. It means thinking that you're in any way co-responsible or a co-laborer in this transaction is, you know, that's not what's happening. Because we're not. While we must, as the Word of God puts it, we have to strive, beat our bodies to submission, enter through the narrow gate, suffer, be diligent, keep watch, stay so doing, etc., etc. The 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 the, uh, the language of the scriptures at the end of it all, it's all God. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. When it says, "But the one who endures to the end is the one who will be saved," uh, and that's in Matthew 24, it's speaking about the last days and the end times right that one will the one who endures to the end will be saved it's speaking specifically of those end time prophecies um let's see and while we must live it at the end of it all it's by god's grace that we're able to stand uh so we cannot take credit for it so yeah so that's that's pretty much um my snippet for today on the gift of faith the gift of faith when somebody says why do you believe in god he says because god has put has given me this faith oftentimes when we when we're talking to people and um we're describing our faith one of the ways that i like to tell people is that well i i how do you know god is real because i have faith that he's real. And oftentimes people think, well, that's not based on critical thinking. That's just a supernatural faith. Well, no, if God, critical thinking means um, discernment, discernment, you're able to properly discern. Remember the, the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So wisdom and knowledge. So you, you, you have to start if you want transcendent, if you want knowledge, if you want the truth of the truth if you want to head in that direction you have to start by the gate and god is the entry point by way we begin knowledge that's what the bible is saying so the critical thinking starts with recognizing who god is it says the fool has said there's no god the fool that suppresses the knowledge of everything around them even to the point of suppressing reality So there's no critical thinking in someone who suppresses reality. So the thought that it's the person who rejects God, who has a footing in reality and who's, uh, who, who's a critical thinker, that's oxymoronic. Uh, that's obviously not the case because they are, they look up at the heavens and the stars they see, they read the statistics that we have regarding uh the 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 heavens and how uh uniform our systems are 
as well as the biology and our how humans are developed and the science behind that and they look at that and they say that it just happened by chance so that's not critical thinking at all but if the lord gives you that faith what he's talking about is to endure regarding the onslaught of the world to try to steer you in the wrong direction so now you are steadfast in your faith okay he gives you that grace which is through faith okay whereby you stand firm until the very end despite all the philosophies that go against the knowledge of god against all the deceptions of the world against all of the tribulations and all of the things that we have to deal with against all of that that's what that faith and endurance and that's what all of that is about despite all the attacks to 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 attacking the word of god oh the word of god was written by constantine oh uh, all the different religions that claim uh to be true that's what the endurance is also about getting through all of that and so the the gift of faith is one that if it's genuine salvific faith it happens during the moment of justification whereby God indwells his holy spirit but in closing let's not think that faith is something that's superficial that we can just well you know I'll deal with that later I'll put it off the bible says if you hear his word do not harden your heart if you hear god do not harden your heart because he's trying to open your mind to your understanding but the refusal and the continuous rejection is only going to harden your heart okay and i kind of liken one example on on a on a movie that i i'm not i i i once saw i think it was called um it was a mobster movie i saw a long time ago it was um i think something having to do with the bronx it was with uh robert de niro and some other italian dude where these dudes these uh, motorcycle gangs go into one of the bars and in, in um in the bronx in an italian neighborhood and they started to get all rowdy and stuff like that and in the bar and stuff like that and then one of the mobsters comes in and he says uh you know drink your beers and and then get out and then the dudes didn't want to get out and then um so then what happened was that he he locks the doors and he says well now you can't get out and then all the other mobsters come from within from behind the the bar with bats and they beat all these motorcycle dudes to a pulp you know i mean that's obviously a worldly um movie and stuff like that but it kind of tells me that well you know you keep rejecting you keep rejecting and rejecting and rejecting and rejecting and rejecting what you're doing is the unpardonable sin 
where you just keep quenching the calling of the Holy Spirit and the false idea that you can just, I'll deal with that later, you know, and stuff like that. And that it's not good. That's extreme. I'm not going to be dogmatic about that, but that's an extremely dangerous position to be in where the Lord keeps knocking at the door of your heart and you keep refusing him and refusing him. There comes a time and it's been seen and it's been understood the reprobate mind where the reprobate mind happens when a person just continues when people refuse and refuse and refuse and refuse God because God is merciful God does call God is patient the Bible says Peter that he's patiently waiting for people to come to their faith to come to to listen to respond to God's calling we recognize our sin before him we recognize the state of the world we recognize these things and we lie to ourselves that all oh, this is because of this this is because of that this is why the world is so messed up but you know we have to open up our eyes and understand that you know this is this life is more than what you think it is and it's just paying a a bill paying bills all the time there's more to it and people just run from it so often that they get get used to running from those thoughts i've met people that will do anything under the sun not literally to not think not to introspect not to they're so busy they get they keep themselves busy with activities or sports or their jobs or their 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 lives and i say well you know um you know they're they're basically just hiding their heads in the sand because they don't want to think of the possibilities you know these things they just make too much sense that 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 such that they're just such big concepts there's such big issues that to think about these things would mean to you know to change my life or to recognize things that I've been running from it's like people who who I like I, I used to sit in this one spot and I used to see people when they would pass by like this this uh, cemetery I used to like to see people's reactions some people would literally refuse to look into the cemeteries I, I know I'm a weirdo but I like I love cemeteries I visit my my I visit my father and I visit my brother who passed passed away and I go there and I pray and I you know spend time just contemplating things of life things of, of the Lord of God of the mission the life you know all of these things rush through my mind and i i welcome these things you know but there are people that run from the big ticket items from the big issues of life what is truth of all about because when you press people to the the critical thinking that god has allowed you and has allowed for us like the reasoning he's given a lot of that common sense to everyone to be able to say yeah but what about this yeah but what about that when you talk to people here on stereo or or in other places you'll notice a bizarre thing people 
actually talk about things that that you you think you can't possibly believe that you know they talk about transhumanism type stuff and and some kind of spiritualities that that are just bizarre and they're um i mean totally not pragmatic not not i mean this it's like really weird things and i'm saying you you believe in that you know that and it's like what what do what what made you believe that <laughs> it definitely wasn't anything uh that you do in everyday life to lead you to believe these bizarre belief systems but they want to sound interesting they want to seem deep they want to seem spiritual so they uh convince themselves that they believe a lot of bizarre esoteric uh spiritual stuff that they have no rhyme or reason for nor do they have any source any solid source for believing in these things it's just maybe some tradition that they read in a book or they're probably piecing one thing from another and another they believe this from this place and that from that place from that type of thinking but you know when you're able to answer your own questions you know and you're able to back things up with true foundations then i would say that you're getting close to home because these things as you know god has given us the intelligence the reason reasonability the critical thought the common sense to be able to say no you as we learn we cancel things out well that doesn't make sense well this doesn't make well that you know that that you know you know and i'm not talking about from an experiential um perspective i'm talking about from many angles historical and and uh cultural and you know historic and 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 religion and anthropology and you start adding all of these things together and in your study and you know if of course if it if it has to do with your life your life principles your world view you would invest enough time on these things because this is what shapes who you are so if you're a person who's just inventing or trying to believe in a lot of esoteric mumbo jumbo that just sounds you know interesting but that's not really the core of your person you're just lying to yourself you know you don't really know yourself because these things don't have there there are many different you know interesting concepts but they have no foundation you know and then and they don't meet where human reasoning would lead you so that's it i went off on a tangent past my uh my original uh podcast title um the gift of faith the gift of faith and of course your faith is you know is in in the gift of faith as i've mentioned before is something that god gives you so it's not something that you can leave because god has given it to you okay god is the one who's the author and finisher god is the one that causes us keeps us from falling god is the one who sustains us at the end of it all as he is sovereign so by his sovereignty you will persevere you know but that of course is not to take any of that for granted because he does hold you accountable and it's through our love based on the grace the massive grace of what he's done for us 
that we respond and and that's what it is it's a love it's a change of heart now we love what god loves we hate what god hates and that is the true character uh, character of that faith that he has given us okay so that's my talk for today uh i hope you'll enjoy it or anyone who trips over this podcast until next time god richly bless you take care